0: let you know we're doing a series here at Thrive. It's called Faith Journey. Everyone say faith journey. And what we're talking about here is that we believe every single one of us, whether you consider yourself a Christian or not, whether you consider yourself to be religious or not, whether you go to church regularly or not, the fact is this, every single one of us is on a faith journey. Turn your me and say, you are on a faith journey you are on a faith journey. Faith Journey sounds like a summer blockbuster movie that you'd see at Cineplex, but Faith Journey is also the name of our series as we talk about what faith is and how powerful faith is. Maybe you're in a place today where you're trying to figure out your next step, and you're trying to wonder, what is it that I need to do in order to get to that next stage in my life, get ready for that next chapter, that next level in my life? Well, this is what this this, this series called Faith Journey is all about. We get to have a double header of Pastor Tim these past couple of weeks. We're really blessed to have him here. How many of guys love our Pastor Tim here? Yeah, would you give him a big hand right now? And his lovely wife, Sandra, of course. And uh, like I said, we got a double header. him. We had him last week. Always a blessing to have him. He's here again to teach on episode three of Faith Journey. Would you please join me in welcoming the one, the only Pastor Tim up to the stage this morning. He's going to be in the word this morning. He's going to help us close out the service as well. Oh, could you do that like 10 times louder, church?
1: Turn to somebody and say, Pastor Tim does not ha- not have as many notes this morning, so it won't be as long as it was last week. <laughs> Thank you. It's always wonderful to be at Thrive. We, we love you and appreciate your fellowship and your, your love that you show so um, obviously in our lives as we are here. Actually, um, we just came in from the city of Prince George last night. Uh, we drove uh, after a wedding. We drove from Prince George, which is nine hours, and we got here at 11 o'clock at night. Turn to somebody and said that's pretty good. <laughs> and we're refreshed and uh, just right with it this morning and thankful. And, uh, and we, we have a couple of great-granddaughters there in the city, and so uh, we were visiting in the home there with the family, and uh, when I arrived, the the uh, eldest granddaughter, which is about 18 months uh, old, or she is, I should say, and um, she kind of wanted to ignore Sandra, she just didn't want to have anything to do with her, but she grabbed me by the hand and took me down to where all the toys are, and Boy, did we have fun building train tracks and all kinds of things. <laughs> so I love family, love children. And uh, uh, Jesus said, the greatest in the kingdom is like a child. And we really need to, we need, need to honor children and appreciate them and have fun with them and enjoy them and lead them in the right way. So today we're, we're going to be dealing with the subject of growing in, into the faith of Jesus. I'm convinced as I study the Bible that God's priority for our lives is that we would be people of faith and growing in our faith, moving from one level of faith to the next level of faith and the next level of faith. I believe all of us should always be growing. Turn to somebody and say, we should always be growing. We don't want to stand still. You know, some people get to a certain age and they say, well, they're just going to retire. And they sit back and they wilt and they fade away and that's it. But you know, the Bible says that the path of the justice is a shining light that shines more and more under the perfect day. And so I believe we can go out like a blaze. I mean, with a blaze of fire and be strong in faith and giving glory to God. Paul was so thankful for what he saw in a church in the New Testament. And it's one of my favorite churches. I could preach on that any day. I love that church so much and what is said about it. But 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3 uh, let's say that together or read it together. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing, say growing, growing more and more, and the love of all of you have for is increasing. Isn't that good? Their faith was growing, and their love was increasing Wow, that's a a good combination because, you know, the Bible makes this statement that faith works, how? By love. So they're connected. If, If we have faith, genuine faith, we will manifest genuine love. And if you really have love operating within you, faith will work. Miracles will happen. Amazing things will happen because we have faith operative in us. And so he said, we glory in you for your patience and faith, even amid persecutions. He says, you are showing faith, even amid persecutions and patience. And he says, we just rejoice when we see that. This is our faith journey. We come to God believing in Jesus to be our Savior. This is how it starts. In Romans 10, 9, and 10, let's read that together. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and you are saved. So that's how you come into what people would call the kingdom of God, or that's how you are assured of eternal life. That's how you are assured of heaven. Some people say, you know, how can I be sure that I will go to heaven when I die? Right here is your answer, these two verses. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith. And you are saved. Say with me, are saved. Are saved. It's not a hope so. I mean, it's reality. It's, it's, it's something that happens when you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart so faith is a very very powerful thing so this is our faith journey eternal life hope of heaven new birth transformed life sons and daughters of God you know the devil cast out of our lives and we, you know a lot of people uh, have stuff in their lives they say what is this This evil stuff that's working at me and destroying my life we know there's a real devil and uh, and the devil likes to attach himself to people people's lives uh, however we bring jesus in he overcomes the devil that might even be inside of people come on now that's what happens because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world satan is not stronger than jesus i guarantee you this is not even a contest jesus is all-powerful he has authority over the enemy. So when we ask Jesus into our life, we find that these powers have no place because he is greater. All kinds of great things happen by faith. We noted that last week, blind eyes are open, the lame walk, the blind see, heaven comes to earth. It all starts because we believe. And I believe as a church, if we will if we will live as God wants us to live in faith and we band our faith together, we, we, can, we can see amazing changes in our nation. We can see changes in our workplace. We can see changes in our world because we are believing. So turn to somebody and say, I want to be a believer. I want to be a believer. So there is what I call saving faith. And then there is growing faith. So saving faith is entry into salvation, entry into eternal life, allowing Jesus to start operating his life within us. And then from that point on, the will of God is that our faith would grow. Turn to somebody and say, I want my faith to grow. The main thrust in the book of John, and if some of you are following through on the daily, daily devotionals with uh, Pastor J.B., you'll be reading through the book of John. We have been reading through the book of John. The main thrust in the in the book of John is believe. Eighty-five times it says believe. So we're called to be believers. Turn to somebody and say, "I'm a believer." I'm not a doubter, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. John chapter 20, verse 31. But say it with me, read it with me. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life through his name. See, we get life through his name as we believe, but that activation of faith within us is so, so, so important. So the book of John is is telling us, believe, 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 and you will have life, and we want to grow in that. Now, I want to take a moment just to describe different levels, what I call different levels of faith, Uh, because as we grow, we move from faith, to faith. And, um, and so we'll start with the first one where you have almost no faith. I'm going to kind of uh, start from the bottom and move up. And so we'll read from the bottom up. So there is where we come with, with no faith. And, and, of course, that's how all of us start. We are, are not believers, but there comes a time when we believe. And so there is no faith, and a lot of people deny Jesus, they deny the Bible, Uh, they have no knowledge of Jesus Christ, they have not had a revelation, or their eyes have not been opened, and so they are, there is no faith in their life. And you may be here this morning uh, with no faith, but I believe it's not going to end there this morning. Today is your day to start believing because believing is a great life. And uh, I am here, I want you to know, to convince you that you need to have this and, and it's important and, and uh, I don't want anybody to miss out on something that's so great. When you, when you have something that's great, you want to tell everybody and you want everybody to experience that. Can you say amen? Why would you hide something that's so great from, from people, from your friends? So being a witness for Christ is really telling people, hey, I, I was at a place in my life at one time where I had no faith, but, but then I believed and everything changed. I was reading a testimony last night of, of someone uh, from the Philippines that was an unbeliever and their life was a mess total mess and then they became a believer and their life was absolutely transformed and so we 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 start with no faith we're all there that's where that's where you know the bible tells us that we're all sinners and we we need a a savior and so we we start out in this world with with no faith then there is what we call um the gift of faith uh the gift of faith is a, is a gift that is given by God and that's how faith can come to us. Some people have that gift of faith, they operate in that. Also, we know that salvation is a gift and faith is a gift. And then God comes to us uh, and he gives us the gift of faith. He gives us this little bit of faith so that we will start to believe. Ephesians says that by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. What is he saying? Faith is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So even faith is a gift. It's not it's not all in us. We we need God in our lives to touch us to spark something so that we will start to believe. Then there is saving faith. What is that? It's hearing the word and believing and confessing like we just said Jesus as Lord. Then, of course, you could say further there is little faith because we're still growing in our faith. We have little faith. Many times people have saving faith, but their faith is still small, so they have little faith. In other words, faith that is not mature or is not strong. Then there's another level where I thought, thought of it this way. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. We're moving along in faith, and we've got a little bit of faith. But then we start talking to God, and we say, you know, this is a good walk. I believe, but help my unbelief. I've still got stuff in my life where I'm, I'm not believing. I'm not trusting. And I, I want to I go on. I want to grow in my faith. So I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. Say that part with me. Help my unbelief. Turn to somebody and say, help my unbelief. We all battle with unbelief. Even John the Baptist, who is a great man in the Bible, awesome man. One time, you know, there was so much coming at him that he got confused. And he, he wondered if this one that he was promoting, Jesus Christ, it was really, really the one because there were so many things coming at him and we were human and many times our faith is is weakened and the warfare is strong and so we, we when that's happening we say lord i believe but please help my unbelief i i need my i need my faith to be strengthened there are times in my life where if i would have just allowed the enemy to continue his work in my mind and in my thinking and in my heart, I could, have, I could have really messed up in my faith. But rather than mess up in my faith, for the most part, I believe God helped me to say, Lord, I believe, but please help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. And he does. Can you say Amen. Then there's mustard seed faith. Say mustard seed faith. What is mustard seed faith? It's small faith. Yeah. Small faith, small like a mustard seed. Jesus said, you know, it's one of the smallest little seeds. But you know, planted, it can grow and there can be a mighty big tree come out of a little mustard seed. And so this kind of faith is seemingly small but mighty and in the context of that Jesus said you can say if you have faith as the grain of mustard seed you can say to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and it will happen see small faith is powerful some of you might be saying here this morning you know I just have, my faith is so little, it's so small. What can happen with that? Great things can happen with just a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Miracles happen when we have mustard seed faith. Mountains can be removed. Those things are obstructing our way. Those things are in the way of us going further in our life can be be moved out of the way just by mustard seed faith. Small but mighty. Then there's touching Jesus' garment kind of faith. You know this woman had this, this issue in her life and she was not well for many, many, many years and went to doctors to, find, to try to find cures and there was no cure for her. Then she saw Jesus in the crowd and, and the crowd was, was great and hard to get to Jesus but she pressed toward Jesus and she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole and guess what happened when she touched the hem of jesus garment jesus turned and he said virtue has been has gone out of me strength has gone out of me somebody has touched me and they have drawn on what i have and it was this woman touching the hem of his garment i like that kind of faith it's a It's it's a passionate kind of faith that reaches to touch Jesus. I'll do whatever it takes. I've got problems, I've got difficulties, but I'll go wherever I can find Jesus. If I have to travel 100 miles, I'll go there. But I just need to touch him. If I have to go through hardships to get to him, I'll get through those hardships. But I'll touch the hem of his garment and I'll be made whole. My life will be changed. And, and I'll get a life. You see, we get a life as we touch Jesus. It's said in kind of a curt, underhanded way. In a, in a way, you see, sometimes we say to people, get a life. And I say, yes, let's get a life by touching Jesus. Turn to somebody and say that. Let's get a life by touching Jesus. Then there's the Jesus. Pardon me, there's another one. There's, there's faith tried in the fire. That's growing further in our faith. Faith that is tried and tested. Our faith will be tested and our faith will be tried. But 1 Peter chapter 1 and Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that those who had their faith tried and tested, the trial of your faith, Faith is more precious than gold that perishes. Even though it is tried with fire, it'll turn to, out to be praise and honor to the Lord. And so that's, that's getting into the, into the realm of strong faith where, where it can be tested and it can be tried, and in the end, you will shine forth. It's wonderful i want that kind of faith turn to somebody and say i want that kind of faith and then there is the jesus kind of faith now jesus walked on this earth as a man and i know some people may contest this thought I believe that as what it is i want to i want to challenge you with this jesus as a man walked i believe in a in a dimension of perfect he was perfect And he walked in this dimension and he demonstrated faith. He taught it and he demonstrated faith. Blind eyes opened, deaf ears heard, uh, people were raised from the dead. All kinds of amazing things he did, he demonstrated. And Jesus demonstrated what I say a fully mature. And I, I want to use this terminology, one with God kind of faith. One with God kind of faith. Jesus said, I only do those things that I see the Father doing. As human beings and as, even as believers that are not, not uh, mature in our faith, uh, at times we can, we can operate and think we're operating in faith and for some reason it doesn't work. And I ask the question, you know, why didn't that prayer get answered or why did not that miracle take place that I was believing for? And the response to that, I believe, is that it could very well be that I was not one with the Father's will in timing, in understanding. But Jesus always said and always did this. He said, I do those things that are pleasing to the Father, I and my father are one and it's the Jesus kind of faith that is one with with God in everything that he does that's how I want to live my life I don't know about you I want to I want to know the father's will and execute it here on earth even as Jesus did the ultimate faith is the Jesus kind of faith uh, number of translations put it this way Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 and your translation on the screen uh, does not put it quite like that but some of them say I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me here it says I have been crucified with Christ that I no longer live but Christ lives in me the life I now live in the body I live by, the fa- by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That, that's, that's okay, but like I say, some other translations say, I live by the faith of the Son. I don't live by my own faith. I live by the kind of faith that Jesus lived with, and I live by his faith being operative within me. I live by his life being operative within me. That's the kind of faith that will never fail. It's Very powerful. Very powerful. It's so joined in heart and mind with the Father's will that you can't miss it. It's dead on. It's right on. I should say it's life on, not dead on. <laughs> Live by the faith of the Son of God. Jesus' faith is a faith that results in great works. Jesus is always our ultimate example. You may, have, you may not have thought of Jesus as living in and by faith, but I believe he demonstrated that as a human being he taught us a life of faith he lived by faith in the Son of God uh, living by the faith of the Son of God produces what he produced amazing works miracle works creative works all the attributes of God works uh, and all of those fruits of holiness being just, righteous, merciful, loving, provider, healer, peace, shepherd, ever-present, all-powerful, all-wise, unchanging. All of that operates because Jesus is operating within us and the very nature of God is operating within us. I want this kind of faith. I want this kind of faith. And the faith of Jesus... Uh, while he interceded and he called upon the Father, the many miracles that Jesus did, you will note, when he, when he operated in faith, he, he made a declaration. Job even said back in the book of Job, you shall decree a thing and it shall happen. Wow, somebody say wow. That's a high level of faith. You so have the mind of God and the authority and the release of God to do a thing that you simply decree that word. Speak only your word and your servant will be healed. That was the word. So powerful. This is powerful, powerful operation of faith. Now, going on, how do we grow into his likeness and his kind of faith? Let me give you a few things as I conclude this morning. Turn to somebody and say, Pastor's moving right along. Not bad. Uh, How do we we grow into his likeness and this kind of faith? Let me put it simply to you. Number one, be one with and follow Jesus. Just be one with him. Agree with him. Have your life in Him. Do not follow Jesus afar off. At one point, Jesus, Peter was following Jesus afar off. That's not the way we do it. We, we come as close as we can to Jesus. Turn to somebody and say, I want to be as close as I can to Jesus. Be one with Him and follow Him. Not afar off, but be a disciple. Be a disciplined one. Whatever He says to you, do it. That's what Jesus said uh, that's what Jesus' mother said at one point to the people around when they were needing a miracle. Whatever he says to you, do it. Number 2, behold him. You know the Bible says that as we behold him, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. So as we behold him, as we focus on him, as we say Jesus, I want to see you, I want I want to know who you are and I want a revelation of you then we grow more and more into his likeness and the kind of faith that operated in him will operate in us the works that he did we also will do because we become more and more like him number 3 being filled with the holy spirit is like the disciples The same faith operative in Jesus was operating in them to do the same good works that Jesus did. And I know that's why your pastor here is passionate about about every person being filled with the Holy Spirit. Crying out, God, fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your life. You're struggling in your Christian life. You know, your faith is, is so weak Come to the meetings, on the prayer meetings here uh, on Wednesdays, I believe it is, uh, a couple times a month. It's an opportunity there for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit because that makes all the difference in our life. We can do these faith works. We can do great things when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We'll grow into his likeness. We'll do the works that he did. You know, the Bible tells us that in the New Testament, they took knowledge of the disciples that they had been with Jesus. They just saw that these disciples were just like Jesus. They're doing the same faith works. They're doing the same great things. They're operating in the same kind and level of faith. We can do what Jesus did by faith. Number four. Be around people of faith you don't want to be around unbelievers you know uh, uh, people who are speaking against God I mean we want to be out there influencing and and helping in a positive way in a world that really needs Jesus please don't get me wrong there but if we're just always listening to unbelief where people are saying I don't believe that or I can't believe that no we are believers and I want to be around believers. Turn to somebody and say, I want to be around believers. Because it will build our faith. You know, you, you, in a Sunday morning service like this, something's happening in your, in your life. We're, we're in, in the Word and we're in worship. And you go out and you, you, sit, you begin to believe that certain things could maybe happen that you didn't believe would happen before. Why? You're hanging out with... Believers, and it makes a huge difference. Jesus called 12 disciples so that he'd have a group that could hang together and grow together in their faith. And it happened. That's why he called 12. He didn't just call one. He knew that if he could get a company of them working together to encourage each other in their faith, great things would happen. And it did in the end. Number five, be a Bible word faith person. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by a word from God. Be a faith person. Turn to somebody and say, be a faith person. And believe the word of God. Remind each other of the word of God. I think it's, it's appropriate the longest the longest chapter in the Bible is a Psalm 119, and how many verses does that chap- chapter have? It's got about a hundred and seventy-nine verses, or something like that, in it. Somebody check that for me. I'm, I don't want—I want to be preaching the truth. I don't want to destroy your faith here. how many are there in psalm 119 176 that's right the six is upside down i mean the nine was upside down that's where i got it wrong that's amazing and you know that that chapter is all about is all about the word and the it's all about faith and it's all about trusting god and how wise you will become when you know the word of god and all of these things So all of us need to make the Word very high priority in our lives, and we believe the Word. If it's not written in the Word, then we don't do it. You know, I used to say to the church over the years, uh, you know, we'd run into a problem maybe with governing or whatever, the church dealing with pastors or whatever. I say, hey, there's an answer in the Word, and if we find it in the Word, we'll do it. Um, Until then, we're not going to do it if it's not in the word I don't want it working in our church If it's not in the word I don't want it working in my life you see his word is of utmost importance he has exalted his word even above his name it's amazing when you think of that okay number six be a person who mixes the word with faith Bible tells us of Israel that the word did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith. Same word goes out and there are some people who grab onto that word and they say, yes, I believe I'm going to, I'm going to mix my faith with that word. And they see great results. Others they say, well, we'll see. I'm not so sure about the word. They're mixing the word with unbelief, and they're getting zero out of it. No good fruit. No miracles. No great testimonies. But there are others who mix the word with faith. They, they say, yes, Lord, I believe. Help my, even my unbelief. I trust your word. And I'll tell you what, it works. It works when you mix it with faith. number seven believe god no matter what no matter what's happening believe god i think there's a there's a great preacher that i hear once in a while on television his voice goes in the united states and he often makes this statement stay in faith i like that stay in faith turn to somebody and say that stay in faith Say it with some passion to somebody else. Stay in faith. Come on, you can do better. Stay in faith. That's right. You got the word. Stay in faith. Don't say, oh, I'm believing here in, in, this, in this service this morning. And you walk out, and oh, I don't know if I'm going to believe. No, 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 no. You walk out the door and you say, I believe. And we're going to see great things. Worship team is going to come at this time. then. i will say a few things in just a moment. Someone has said, don't doubt in the dark what God has shown you in the light. I'm going to stay in faith.